but was there any truth to those reports that uh, Boone Pickens was kind of joking around and left you a gift card for a haircut? Joking with you, that's all. Don't hurt the real journalism world. It's jackasses like you that cause problems, okay? They shouldn't even let you call in. Do you want to talk football? We'll talk football. If you want to be um, out there and talk idiotic social media, then you need to go do something with a college kid. Okay, thank you. You bet. This is the Big 12 Bullets. Ah, yes. Mike Gundy is back. He didn't go anywhere, but we haven't had a good soundbite from a press conference from him in a, in a little while. This one was on the Big 12 conference call, which uh, you know they, they haven't invited me to, so I can't ask questions like that. So some guy from Austin had to ask a question about whether T. Boone Pickens left a gift card for Mike Gundy to get a haircut as part of his will or something like that. And, and Mike kind of twisted off at him, and, and I think that that was probably warranted because why would you be asking that question on the conference call after a really tough loss for Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State? Now, at the same time, it's always a little bit, fu- little bit funny when the guy who has a mullet and wears a mullet at uh, in 2019 gets really upset about a silly question about the mullet. I mean, I would be annoyed if I had a mullet at how often people ask me about it, but at the same time, I would probably have cut it because I would be tired of answering questions about it. But I guess Mike's point was there's a time and a place, and that was serious football time. And uh, he he went off about this later at another press conference. So he obviously feels very strongly about this this whole whatever. But the point is, he said, let's talk football. So let's talk football. Oklahoma State, Texas, great game this weekend. Both teams battling it out, scoring a lot of points, having some big plays, good play from their quarterbacks. Sam Ellinger had the had the upper hand when all was said and done as far as quarterback play. Spencer Sanders looked really good. I think these two guys are very interesting to compare when it comes to the spots in their career. You have Ellinger who is who has taken that next step and become a star. I mean, he's really, really stepped up this year and improved on a lot of those things that people said he needed to improve on, including me. I'm sure he listened to me. But Sanders, as a freshman, is showing, I think, more potential as a freshman than Ellinger ever ever showed. Um, and Sanders was is super athletic. He ran for a really good uh, touchdown. Uh, at one point, he threw some huge passes. I mean, deep balls. Um and he threw for two interceptions. I mean, you could tell he was a freshman. One of those interceptions was really poor footwork. He threw a duck right to the Texas player. He did not have just an excellent game, but he had a good game, and he made some big plays in Austin on the road as a freshman. And two years from now, when he's a junior, there's I think we're looking at a star, like a national star. He looked that good. Now, Ellinger is a national star. And he he played really well. Four touchdowns. He threw his first interception of the season. He only threw he threw for less than three hundred yards. So he he's not typically the guy that just lights up the stat sheet when it comes to uh, yards. Uh, you will see 
guys say like a Texas Tech quarterback is going to throw for a lot more yards. But Ellinger will get those touchdowns whether with his legs or with his arm, and he won't throw for that many yards. He did throw for over 400 against LSU. So that's another area where he is kind of he's, – he's changing, but typically he's not the guy that's going to throw for 400 yards. This was a really, really good game. If you if you the Big Twelve puts out some really good highlight clips, highlight films, um, about four minutes long. If you want like a good uh, succinct look at what this game was, that it's pretty it's a pretty well done uh, highlight clip highlight film. The other game in the Big Twelve, the other significant game, I guess West Virginia Kansas. That was an interesting game because it might be the only chance that either one of those teams gets to get a win in the Big Twelve. And so you had Kansas, who actually looked pretty good at, at times. They really got to Austin Kendall um, for a lot of this game. Austin Kendall, the West Virginia quarterback, they put a lot of pressure on him. Um, Carter Stanley actually looked pretty good, made some really athletic plays, some big throws. But at the end of the day, West Virginia pulled out the win. They looked fine. They they made some plays. They They have athletic players. They have guys who can make plays but again I'm just I'm just not a big believer in this West Virginia team and I don't think anybody is I'm not like breaking any ground by saying that but uh Kansas has got to be disappointed because that might be their only chances at a big 12 win that said we've seen I mean we saw what they did to Boston College if a team isn't ready if a team doesn't I'm sure West Virginia came into that game really pumped and ready to try to get what might be their only big 12 win Kansas is going to have to catch somebody off guard. And that that team might be TCU, who they play next weekend. TCU lost to SMU this weekend for the first time since 2011. Watching that game is interesting because you have SMU actually looks legit. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on SMU because this is a Big 12 podcast. But SMU looks like a good team. Shane Bouchelle, former Texas quarterback, is he looks like a star at SMU. And and I'm not sure how much of that is the coaching of Sonny Dykes because Sonny Dykes is a really good quarterbacks coach and a really good offensive mind. And so I think that, that a lot of that is Sonny Dykes helping him out. But he looks, like a, he looks like the guy Texas thought they had when they were back when he was a freshman and they beat Notre Dame. He's a good player. And so TCU got lit up by him for, for a little while. But TCU's – and they, they're going to they're gonna, – TCU has some questioning to do about their defense to give up 41 points, but SMU is a good offense. The real questioning, again, and I've hammered this home, their quarterback play is just not going to cut it. Max Duggan was 1 for 10 for 22 yards in the first half. 22 yards in two quarters. He he turned it on in the second half and, and was much better, and they came back and actually almost won this game after being down, but you cannot throw for 22 yards and a half against SMU, who's not a team that peop- that you would consider a great defense at all. Um, and maybe they've improved, but they're they're not they're not going to have the defense that Texas has. They're not going to have the defense. Um, I mean, I know that we'll say the Big 12 doesn't have great defenses, but I would like to assume that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Baylor and um, Kansas State have better in Iowa State certainly Iowa State have better defenses than SMU and this guy this quarterback their quarterback who's a freshman and he's got a lot to learn but you can't throw for 22 yards and a half that just that's never going to cut it so I had predicted TCU fairly high in the Big 12 and and 
I fully admit that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to preseason predictions, but also no one does. I'm very much thinking that TCU is a bottom tier Big 12 team. And they had a nice win over Purdue, which was good for the conference. But their quarterback play is going to hold them back all season. And when they get into these scoring matches, when they get into a game against Texas Tech or a game against Baylor or a game against Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, and they're getting scored on and their defense, no matter how good they might be, can't stop. I mean, they gave up 41 points to SMU, might be a good offense. That offense isn't anywhere close to what Oklahoma's throwing out there and probably not really what Oklahoma State, especially if Spencer Sanders continues to to improve and Chuba Hubbard. And you've got these teams that are really going to score on you and you have to continue scoring to keep up with them. And I don't think that that's going to happen their their running game is solid and they've got some playmakers but you got to get a you have to have a guy that can get the ball to the playmakers they they would run rever, a reverse to Jalen Rager to to let him touch the ball because he's super dynamic and super fast but that's if everyone knows that the only way that the ball is getting to your playmakers is through handoffs or reverses or things like that it becomes a lot easier to stop than if your quarterback can deliver good passes and your line can protect well long enough for him to be able to deliver those passes. I, all I'm saying is I think it might be time to sound the alarm bells in Fort Worth. The loss to SMU, that's going to sting. That's a rival. That's a rival you usually beat, but it really won't sting as much as if they lose to Kansas for the second straight year. It won't sting as much as if they lose to everyone in the big 12, except maybe a couple teams. This is, I'm not overreacting to a loss. I'm reacting to what I saw on the field. Or no, I wasn't on the field. But what I saw watching this game, it did not look like a very good... uh, I mean, it's just a bad offense. They looked a lot better in the second half. Like I said, they did look a lot better in the second half. Maybe they can keep that momentum going. However, I really think you might want to start sounding some alarm bells in Fort Worth. That team did not look as good as we would have expected from a Gary Patterson team. Moving on, like I said, there weren't many games in the Big 12 um, this last weekend. Got some more coming up. It's all conference play starting this weekend. We've we've got Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas, TCU, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. I'll talk about those in the bullets uh, portion. Uh, just kind of varied up. Sometimes the bullets are um, the preview. Sometimes they're more of the review with interesting stats. This was kind of the review with interesting stats. Uh, I will talk a little bit. I know we've talked about this, or I know I've said I don't like talking about this, but, you know, I've got a podcast. i got to fill some time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Heisman talk. Everyone's giving Jalen Hurts credit. Everyone's talking, oh, Jalen Hurts. And that's true. He's been amazing. Some of the stats that have been thrown out there are mind-boggling. He's averaging nine yards a carry. Um, He's third in the Big 12 in rushing. There's some amazing stats, and his passing has been great. I I think you have to start throwing Sam Ellinger in there with the stats that he put up this weekend, four more touchdowns in a big game, a big win against Oklahoma State. Uh, Even though they lost against LSU, he threw for four touchdowns in that game for 401 yards. I don't know of many SEC quarterbacks that are going to do that to LSU or any many quarterbacks in general that are going to do that to LSU. He's answering a lot of the questions that I have had about him. He's throwing deep, deep passes, um, hitting receivers in stride. He does not look like the same quarterback that he looked like last year or the year before. Now, LSU's quarterback Joe Burrow has made the same kind of step and has been 
pretty unbelievable. And honestly, if I think if you gave out the award right now, you have to give it to Joe Burrow because he's done it against Texas and he's done it uh, in, you know, sort of the more cupcakey games. But he has a big game and a big win that he's done it in. And uh, some of these other quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, haven't had a big game against a good team yet. They have, they'll have their chance. Uh, Tua as well. He hasn't done much. He hasn't played anybody yet. So, I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow, I think, is at the top of the list. But I think you also have to include Sam Ellinger. And again, I, I still think Chuba Hubbard is, is in the discussion. One of the things with the Heisman talk early is I think you have to, you have to include a lot of people. You can't get this tunnel vision of it's uh, it's just uh, these guys that we thought it would be before the season started. You really need to start bringing in some of these other guys, start talking about um, you know people at, at these different schools or these different positions because you've got plenty of time. You don't have to start making a decision for a long time. But Ellinger is definitely in the conversation. I think I think the sort of Big Twelve Heisman is going to be decided in the second weekend in October when Oklahoma plays Texas. Which whichever quarterback pulls out that win, whichever quarterback leads their team to that victory, and what will probably be one of the biggest games um, in that rivalry's history, maybe in the last ten years, I think you're going to end up with two highly rated teams. If Oklahoma is still undefeated, they are going to be in the top four or five, like they already are. If Texas wins out uh, up to that point, they're at twelve now. They're going to keep moving up. So we're gonna. I would think you're going to be looking at a. Number eight or nine, Texas. So we'll have it'll probably be a four versus a nine, something like that, uh, depending on what other teams do. And I think that that's where sort of the Big 12's representative of the Heisman to the to New York is going to be decided. Like I said, I I do think Chuba Hubbard has a chance, but I think it's more of an outside chance as a running back as a team on a team that's probably going to lose a couple games here and there. That game I'm already extremely excited about, and I don't want to overlook some of these other good games. This weekend, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, like you said, Kansas TCU, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Those are not amazing games. The weekend before OU Texas, still um, as far as when it comes to OU and Texas, they should definitely both be undefeated. Both teams will not really be challenged unless Texas Tech is, is more of a challenge for Oklahoma than um than they should be. So that's going to be a, just a monster game in the conference and in the country. And I don't want to already start hyping it. Actually, you know what I do? I'm already going to start hyping it because that's going to be incredible. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just general big 12 play going on this weekend amongst all of the teams. And I am looking forward to, well, actually I already know, and if you subscribe to the newsletter, you already know who won the drawing for the Amazon gift card and got to submit a special bullet, but I'm not going to tell you here because that's for newsletter subscribers only to know. If you want to be a part of the next giveaway, sign up for the newsletter at Big12Bullets.com and you will be part of these these giveaways. If you want to just tell people about the podcast just out of the goodness of your heart. I would love that too. Please tell people about the podcast, send it to your friends, post it on social media, give me a review on the iTunes store. I have several of those. It's very nice. I like reading them. Um, You feel free to not insult me in them. uh, But if you want to, that's fine. As long as you give me five stars and make it sound, you know, positive while insulting you or whatever you want to do, that's fine. 
Thank you for following, and I'll talk to you next week. This has been the Big 12 Bullets Podcast, where we do not ask Mike Gundy questions about social media. Okay, thank you. You bet.